This episode contains graphic details of murder and other crimes. Listener discretion is advised. and welcome back to not always polite i hope you guys are having an excellent weekend having a great week i have quite a few new listeners so i thought i might introduce myself if you don't care you can fast forward a few seconds if you do care though hey my name is celine i'm 25 and i live in london ontario i have two dogs and i love my dogs very much I'm an avid dog park goer, as many of my listeners know. Shout out to all my fellow dog parents that are listening. And I love true crime. That's about it. So, yeah. So, I'm really excited to share today's episode with you guys because I don't think anyone has covered it before. So, today we're talking about the murder of Lise Ferdet from Peterborough, Ontario. So, I guess we should just go ahead and get right into it. So as many of my cases go, I don't have a lot of information on Lee's early life. And by many, I don't have any. I got nothing. But I do have a little bit of information on her killer, Andrew Watson. So Andrew Watson was originally from Edinburgh, UK, and was living in Peterborough for a period of time before the murder. Um, Again, I couldn't find much on his early life, but one article said, quote, he emigrated to Canada several years ago and worked as a government office clerk. So that's Andrew. Um, the other person that I mentioned was Lise. So 74-year-old Lise Ferdet was five foot four, 120 pounds with short blonde hair and hazel eyes. She was last seen wearing a three-quarter length black down-filled winter jacket, dark pants, and black shoes. She was carrying a dark colored purse and a blue soft-shelled lunch bag. Lise was a mother of two and a grandmother, and she was very close with her family and her friends. She frequented a social club in the community, and she was just a really nice lady by all accounts. Lise was last seen at her job at Walmart, where she was the jewelry store department manager on Chamong Street in Peterborough. She left there around 8.30 p.m. on November 12th of 2014 and made the seven-kilometer drive home to Bensford Road in Peterborough. On November 13th, 2014, her family reported her missing when she didn't show up for work. And after that, the police began to look into her disappearance. So Andrew met Lise at the senior social club at a dance in 2011, and they dated on and off for a few years before their relationship ended for good on April 20th of 2014. According to Andrew, their relationship was not ideal. Now, I don't know. I think Andrew's full of shit, but we'll get into that. In this case, there is a few articles, like an average amount, but there is like three hours of interrogation footage on YouTube from the YouTube account Stranger Stories. And I watched all of it. Yes, I watched like three hours of interrogation footage of this man. And even if he wasn't a liar and a cold-blooded killer, I would still hate this man because he smacks his gums every single time he opens his mouth. 
it's like it's infuriating I don't know how the investigator or whatever whoever he is I don't know how he did it because I I was struggling he puts on a show throughout this whole interview that he is a feeble 81-year-old man and that he might be a little senile and can't remember things. But he also lets it slip and glimpses of him, true, of him of his true self come out, showing that he is actually very calculated and cunning. Like, he's disgusting. He kind of reminds me of Joseph D'Angelo at his trial. You know how he pretended to be, like, old and frail when in reality he just wanted to get sympathy? Yeah, he reminds me of that. Now, obviously, that was like the Golden State Killer, which is very different than one this Andrew man killing one woman. But he just gives me the same vibes, you know? The interview basically starts off with the investigator that's conducting it, asking him lots of general questions about his life, his hobbies, things like that. And Andrew tells him that he's an avid walker. He enjoys being outdoors. He gardens, does things around his home. And that seems innocent enough. But when you hear more details about the crime... You might think twice. So put a pin in that, that he likes to be outside and he's an avid walker. Fast forwarding about an hour, an hour and 20 minutes into the interview, Andrew starts telling the investigator that Lise had a temper and that she would go off on him for the most random things and it was often unprovoked. He recalled Lise trying to slam his leg in a car door and having an outburst over a chip in the teapot. Um, he goes on for the about this stuff for a while, but I'm giving you the short version. Um, another time he said that he wore jeans and a t-shirt to an event that she had explicitly told him not to, even though everyone else was wearing jeans and a t-shirt. I guess that caused a big fight. He also says that um, Lise never wanted to drive and that he had to drive her everywhere. He had to do everything for her. He like did all her housework. He did her laundry. Apparently, Andrew's just like the best boyfriend in the world, obviously. He goes on to say that their biggest fight was over the fact that he did not want to go on a trip to Quebec to visit Lisa's family. Apparently, the first reason was because he didn't speak French and couldn't interact with her family, which is fine. I get that. But anyways, he agreed to go and then she insisted that he drove. And he's like, no, I'm not driving. You just don't want to pay for gas. You drive. It's your trip, which. okay, whatever. He ended up going and said the trip was fine, um, but ultimately their relationship didn't last. And Lee started dating a man a few months after they broke up. Andrew was, he, in the interview he says that he didn't care, that he was fine. He loved her, but he wasn't like upset about their breakup. But that is very far from the truth. Andrew would not leave Lise alone. He would sit outside her home and bombard her with letters. I assume he said these things about Lise being angry and temperamental to paint a picture of her being unstable to use as a possible self-defense motive later on. In one of the letters that Andrew wrote to Lise, he said, quote, I'm very worried about you going to bed at 1 a.m. I keep wondering how you can have sex with someone you don't love. Perhaps you should sit down and consider how you're going to pay for this lifestyle. Which I don't really understand because she had a job, like she worked at Walmart she was the jewelry store manager or whatever. Like, I don't really know where that's coming from. But, okay, pop off, Andrew. Like, whatever you say. Lee's actually reported Andrew's behavior to the police in September of 2014. And again, in November of 2014. Just days before she went missing. So, about a month after her disappearance, the Peterborough police used a second pair of eyes in their search. 
They called in the Ontario Volunteer Emergency Response Team, and they spent two days combing an area south of Peterborough. The OPP Urban Search and Rescue Team was utilized with cadaver dogs and excavators brought in to search and dig up land beside Highland Park Funeral Center. The funeral center is located across the street from Lisa's home, so that's why they searched there. During Andrew's trial, the jury would learn that Andrew would park there to stalk her. So, yeah. The OPP team also used ground-penetrating radar to search the burial grounds at Highland Park and Little Lake Cemetery. Andrew, he was the loving ex-boyfriend, and he told the police to stay away from Lee's and leave her alone. But the police obviously weren't going to do that. So, while officers were scouring for evidence at Lee's home and at the funeral home, they were also at Andrew's home on Payne Street looking for answers. While there was no physical sign of Lee's, authorities started to collect circumstantial evidence that would lead to his arrest. During the search of his home and vehicle, they found blood both inside and outside the vehicle that belonged to Lee's, and they also seized rope, tarp, and a shovel from his basement. The shovel was found sitting in a bucket filled with liquid, which was believed to be bleach. There was blood found on the handle and the metal end of the shovel. On the handle was a mixture of Lise's and Andrew's blood, and then it was just Lise's blood on um, on the metal part of the shovel, like the shovel head, I guess. So during the trial, Andrew argued that the blood got there when they were gardening together, and he literally said without a body, he couldn't be found guilty, which you'll have to wait and see. But there were also two pools of blood one in the driveway belonging to Lee's, and one on the pavement that was Andrew's. Because of this, Lee's was declared dead only days after she went missing. During the interrogation, the investigator says many, many times that they know Andrew did it. They don't need to know why. They just want to know where her body is to give her family closure. And Andrew basically just says over and over that his lawyer told him not to answer any questions. Although he... <laughs> Already answered lots of questions, just nothing relevant to the case. And I found this interviewer very good to watch. Um, like I said, I watched like two hours of him. So the investigator also produced lots of evidence, including crime scene photos, um, like of the blood and stuff, and security footage of Lee's leaving Walmart after her shift. He also tells Andrew that they're pulling lots more cameras for footage, including traffic cameras, any security cameras that the neighbors may have that could prove he was at Lisa's house that day. Her glasses, keys, and an earring were found next to the car at home, and there was blood in her driveway. So that proved that she made it home from work, and someone likely grabbed her when she was trying to go in the house. The investigator also said that they were going to be pulling satellite footage um, from like the U.S. Homeland Security or something that could show images of Lisa's house the night that it happened and place him at the scene. I don't know if that's true that you can do that, but the guy was saying that if you know like the exact coordinates at an exact time that they could request those images. But I don't I didn't see anything further about that, so I don't know if that's true. Um Andrew essentially just changes the subject anytime that the investigator asks him about this stuff or he would place blame on Lee's current boyfriend or another man. He's Andrew's very good at giving the interviewer the runaround, but the interviewer is also very good and doesn't let him like get out of the questioning. 
ultimately, the three hours of interrogation footage doesn't really give much information. And to this day, Andrew insists that he's innocent and will likely never reveal the location of Lisa's remains. So fast forwarding, during the trial, the Crown argued that Lise had no reason to vanish on her own accord. She was in good health physically and mentally, ruling out death by natural causes or suicide. The jury also heard that Lise's blood was found on the exterior, interior, and underneath Andrew's car. I believe one spot included the like exhaust pipe, the tailpipe of Andrew's car, which is sus, obviously. And long story short, Andrew was found guilty of first-degree murder in 2017. That sentence uh, is mandatory life with no eligibility of parole for 25 years. After the guilty verdict was read, the judge was pleading with Andrew to reveal where he had buried Lisa's body. He wanted to end her family's suffering, but Andrew refused. Justice Hugh O'Connell told him, quote, Mr. Watson, the road is now over for you. If you have a heart, sir, I would strongly suggest you speak to put closure to this, so this family can lay this very kind, compassionate woman to her proper rest. Oh, do you hear that? Oh my. No one cares about your vaccine mandate. Stop honking. I'm trying to record a podcast. That's so rude. Okay, I think they're gone. Andrew literally just said, no thanks. After the judge said that to him, he said, no thanks. And then the judge went on to say, quote, Regrettably, it seems to me, Mr. Watson is a completely, utterly empty vessel, concerned with only one thing, himself. There are people, regrettably, like Mr. Watson, who are the personification of evil. Which, I couldn't have said it better myself. In 2017, there was actually an article published with information from a former cellmate of Andrew's. Quote, I tried to find her. I tried to find her. I would go back in if I could get him to tell me. Like, go back in jail. Because the cellmate is now out of jail. According to this man, who wished to remain anonymous said that Andrew would go through his papers, be preparing for court hearings, and then the guards would turn off the lights for the night, and apparently his mind would race, and he would talk about the disappearance. He never thought he would be convicted without a body to prove she had died, and he kept pointing the blame at her boyfriend at the time, Ben Coleman. Andrew told this cellmate that the way Lise parked her car at night blocked her view blocked the view from her neighbor's window so no one would see her being hit with a shovel he alluded to how the killer would surely keep a memento such as an earring remember only one was found on the ground by her car and finally andrew would talk about the natural areas that he knew based on his career with the ministry of natural resources or where he and lise would go on nature walks like i said he liked to walk that he told the investigator the cellmate contacted the police about these possible locations we're searching, but he has no idea if anyone looked there or not. I guess, like, the cellmate just told them that, and then, then they said, okay, and that was it. But to this day, Lisa's body has not been found. So, that is the tragic murder of Lise Ferdet and the awful story of Andrew Watson. That guy fucking sucks. Sorry if you heard honking at the end there. They were back. Um, but yeah, that is the story of Lise and Andrew. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Don't forget, I am on Instagram at Polite. You can follow me there. 
and leave me suggestions. I have my email in my link tree as well. You can go on Instagram and leave me suggestions. I'm always looking for new stuff to look into. Um, oh, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I would greatly appreciate it. Shout out to Eugene's dad for leaving me a review. I appreciate you. Um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Take care, be safe, and I will catch you guys next time. Bye.